0: Today on Locked On Ducks Hockey, the Ducks finally lost a game? We'll break down the game and go around the league once again, and look ahead to this weekend's action. All of this on today's Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (music) Greetings, Ducks fans. You are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this very windy Friday morning. This is Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast covering the Anaheim Ducks. Don't forget that you will get fresh daily content Monday through Friday about the OC's hockey team, as well as a weekly look down the I-5 freeway at the San Diego Gulls, which we covered on yesterday's show. And if you listen to yesterday's podcast, we devoted an entire show to the AHL affiliate, and I will try my best to do quality shows every week on them. I know some of you are a bit sad with last night's game, but I'll tell you what I liked and didn't like about the Ducks' performance in Pittsburgh. Before we talk about that, you can listen to this podcast or any of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Additionally, you can go over to your Alexa smart device and say, Hey Alexa, play Locked On Ducks hockey and hope you hear my voice on the other end. And if you don't, then you can either log on to AOL Instant Messenger... Hold on. Wait, what?! instant messenger shut down oh man okay uh you can look for it on your myspace profile i guess or you might try looking manually on the apple or google podcasts so look up manually locked on ducks and it would be the hockey one so if you're listening already be sure to hit the subscribe button and listen to this podcast daily also this has a twitter account you can follow us at LO underscore Ducks, and you can follow me personally at Stimpy JD. Once again, I do post episode links, so check them out. I'm um, going to be serious here for more than a moment. If during any point of the podcast you hear any howling winds or loud noises or stuff falling over, we are going through a very serious wind event with multiple fires popping up overnight throughout Southern California. So if you're in the SoCal area near any of those fires, please stay safe out there tonight and today and the rest of the weekend. We've also been experiencing some blackouts here in the foothills. So once again, just be safe out there. Entering last night's game at PPG Paints Arena, the Ducks went in with a perfect 3-0 record. Pittsburgh native John Gibson had only given up a total of three goals in three games. He would get the nod on this game because... well he's a Pittsburgh native. How could you resist giving him this opportunity to play in goal in his native town? On the other side, the Penguins only dressed 11 forwards the other night and had to call up a couple players from Wilkes-Barre-Scranton to field a complete roster. While Pittsburgh has some good depth on defense, they are very thin up front. In fact, they're really only relying on two lines. So, early on in the game, we had a an early penalty from Hampus Lindholm and a great first PK. There was blocked shots. They got in shooting lanes. And this is a good direction for the team as they were perfect on the PK so far this season at that point. That's what I did like about this game is the Ducks are starting to get in shooting lanes. They're starting to, I guess, risk their body. They're starting to get in front of those heavy shots and they're getting more blocks overall. I know the other night they had six you know, they've been in single digits as far as block shots go, they're starting to help out John Gibson. And if they continue this going forward, that'll be a big thing. Uh, later on, there was a massive hit by Corbinian Holzer and a great first fight against Teddy Bluger. And I'll say Holzer won that fight pretty easily. I don't know if Bluger exactly wanted to get in there with that scrapper, but good fight by Holzer. Um, on the first power play, Raquel with a quality shot that required a stick save from Matt Murray, and that one grazed the post. So, again, Anaheim getting through on the power play. At least they're getting their shots in. But the majority of shots for both teams in the first period were from the blue line without any difficulty for the goalies. Not many rebounds available for either team. So, you take the good, you take the bad. But also in that first. How in the world did six Penguins get in front of the net? How did nobody else on Pittsburgh's bench notice? There were six guys right by Gibson for more than a few seconds. You'd think someone would go to the bench by that point, but no. So with that, the Ducks went on another power play, but great defense on the PK from Pittsburgh on that one. And both teams guarded the blue line very well. And much of the end of the opening frame was spent in the neutral zone, so that's just good defense all around. But also, at the end of the first, Schultz was given a great shot during the Anaheim PK as he went in between the dots and was given too good of a shot with about 10 seconds left in the period. Gibson had to make a fantastic stop to keep the game scoreless, so again, something that the Ducks need to work on during the PK. In fact, that first period, it was 11-8 shots on goal in favor of Pittsburgh. Once again, Anaheim falling behind on shots on goal in the first period. Not exactly a slow start this time, but they've still got to improve on their opening frames because this has been four games in a row now. In the second, the Pittsburgh power play nearly had a shot go in as Crosby purposely passed it towards Chris Letang on a drawn-up redirection that nearly went five-hole on Gibby. Lundestrom, on a stolen pass, had a shot available on a two-on-one. But he elected to attempt to pass to Silverberg. And that pass was broken up. And that was maybe not the best decision by Isaac Lundestrom. I know he's young. He's got the skill. But at that point, you've got to take that shot and not be shy about it. Try not to be cute. If you have the shot, you have the lane. Take the shot. That's one thing that I did not like some of the decision-making on the breaks. And then later on in the second, Josh Manson had a very undisciplined play as he gave Tanev a shove to the face. Yeah, Tanev may have just won an acting award on that play, but the roughing call still could have been avoided. And on the ensuing Pittsburgh power play, only eight seconds in, Schultz received a pass, then passed it to Crystal Tang, who then purposely aimed towards the direction of Sidney Crosby, with the intention to redirect the shot towards the goal. And that's exactly what happened at 2:57 of the second period, as the Penguins scored a key power play goal. That was just a perfectly drawn play that was executed to mm, perfection. But then, just 30 seconds later, Nick Ritchie worked hard to keep a puck riding the backboards in a play, and made a quick pass to the open Andre Cache who buried it. This was the first goal of the year for Kosche, and of course, he sullied hard like he always does. But I love that play. That That is probably one of the things I really love about this is Nick Ritchie working hard on the boards and gaining the attention of Matt Murray. Murray was kind of looking over his shoulder towards the direction of Ritchie when he made the quick pass. And he didn't even notice Kasha to his right. And, you know, he got the goal just in between the shoulder and the body. So, perfect shot. 1-1 one, one tie. But then later... Another penalty from Josh Manson this period. And he's right back in the penalty box. Another undisciplined play by Manson. And that is one thing that I did not like about this game. They were not disciplined. They were not paying attention to, you know, these kind of calls. It's ridiculous. If you're the Ducks, you've got to stay out of the box and stop allowing these power play opportunities because the Penguins had six, six power plays during this game. And a lot of them came during the second period The Ducks didn't have puck possession because they were on the PK for most of that time. But Adam Henrique also got a high-sticking penalty that resulted in a two-man advantage for the Pens. So again, not disciplined, taking too many penalties. But at least Lindholm looked very strong on the 5-on-3 penalty kill. Oh boy. Going into the third period, early on, Hornquist was robbed by John Gibson's left pad, you know, full extension. Love what Gibson does to keep his team in the game. Gibby is an all-star goalie. He's an all-star caliber goalie. And even on the other side, Ricard Raquel with a spinorama nearly scored a goal with about 13 minutes left. But shortly after that play, Crosby guards the puck against the Anaheim defense with his left hand and guided the puck all the way near the net before making a backhanded pass to Jake Gensel, for the score at 7:24 of the third period, and that would turn out to be the game winner. That's just excellent offense by the Penguins. And as I pointed out, the Pens really relied on two lines. And of course, the line they relied on the most was led by Sidney Crosby. He felt like he had to carry this team because of the injuries, because they're thin on offense. They're thin on the front line. Again, they only suited 11 forwards the other day. So for Crosby to take it upon himself, that's just good offense on Sidney Crosby, and that's being a good captain. I can't say any more than that. So that last goal that I talked about before, that was the game winner. The Penguins won 2-1 and gave the Ducks their first loss of the season. So now we can take a deep breath. The winning streak is over. Now they can just focus on hockey and start another winning streak. We're going to head to the first intermission of this podcast. But I want to remind you that you can listen to us via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. Also, be sure to check out other hockey podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Bruins, which is where the Ducks will be heading this coming Monday. They are also off to a hot start. How are they doing it? Listen to their podcast to find out, and maybe have a preview of their game on Columbus Day. Much more to come on the other side of the intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason Hernandez, as we are still breaking down last night's game in Pittsburgh. But first, let's talk about how you, the fan, can attend any sporting event, whether it's any Ducks game, any Lakers or Clippers game, and even the Rams and Chargers. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can cheer on your favorite team and earn credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app. Vivid Seats is a top source for tickets where you can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. Maybe you're on the road and your favorite team happens to be in town. Maybe you're in Columbus and want to catch your ducks in action tonight. With Vivid Seats, all orders are backed by a 100% guarantee, and that's worth its weight in ducks metallic gold. That's right. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all purchases. Also, enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100. Once again, that's the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program via the Vivid Seats app, which you can download from the App Store or the Google Play Store. Vivid Seats. Create your own sports memories. I'll peel back the curtain on this episode more than a little bit. I recorded the first segment after the game last night, before the winds really began howling, and if you live in SoCal, you know that the fires have dominated the news headlines and rightfully so. We've had some power loss, as well as the internet being down. Apparently, Spectrum had a massive internet outage this morning. Luckily, the major fires are nowhere near me, but we've had a couple small fires somewhat nearby, so I'll just say please be safe out there socal the ducks outshot their opponent for the first time they outshot the penguins 32 to 28 and they got 13 blocked shots that's more than double what they had last time and as i mentioned before that is one thing that i loved about this game they're getting in front of pucks they're not relying on gibson all that much i know eakins made that veiled comment about gibson being the best penalty killer but there was actually very good team defense all around save for the one power play goal by Sidney Crosby but that was just an excellent redirection overall the ducks actually outhit the penguins 41 to 37 but again when you're missing some key players in Pittsburgh that's going to happen what i did not like the ducks allowed six power plays the pens were 1 for 6 on power plays which was that Sidney Crosby goal looking at some individual stats and i'm going to look at Gibson because He was excellent yesterday. He got 26 saves out of 28 shots. That's a 929 save percentage. Gibson is still doing an excellent job despite the loss. Only two goals allowed is good for any team, but you've got to score more than one goal. And I look at his stats right now. He's allowed only five goals in four games. Five goals in four games. That's a goals against average of about one and a quarter. That should typically lead to a good record, which is what the Ducks have. Don't fret. They are still 3-1. and one. They still have a winning record. They still have six points in four games. This is nothing too bad to worry about. Again, temper your expectations. The Ducks didn't go into this season thinking they're going to win the West or even win the Pacific. But the fact they're off to this good start should be an encouraging sign. The fact that they're actually playing some decent defense, that should be a good sign. The fact that they're not entirely relying on Gibby, that should be a good sign. What the Ducks should be concerned about is the offense. They've got to improve on their decision-making, making the right pass, making the right play, taking the shot when they need to. That's going to be something the Ducks need to work on for the last 78 games of the season. And finally, we'll quickly go over some news and notes across the NHL The Tampa Bay Lightning and Maple Leafs game last night was such a high-scoring affair for the first period, and then it just stopped after that. The first period alone, Tampa Bay was out shooting the Maple Leafs, and they actually had a 4-3 lead after only one period. Tampa Bay ended up winning that game 7-3, but something that I had alluded to before. The Ducks and the Oilers had perfect records. Now the Oilers are in first place. Edmonton went into New Jersey and won in a shootout, 4-3. This is a sentence I did not think I would be saying. The Edmonton Oilers are 4-0. They are first place. I know it's young in the season, but the Oilers are 4-0. And of course, Conor McDavid with another goal and Neal with his seventh goal of the season. That line is amazing for Edmonton. You know, their front lines, the first two, they're among the best in the NHL. I mean, yes, they lack the depth up front, the third and fourth lines, eh. But if McDavid and Drysidel and Neal can lead this Oilers team, watch out for them. They could be dangerous later on. And something else that I had mentioned on the previous podcast, which I still cannot believe Patrick Marlowe is back. Not only is he back, he scored two goals last night against Chicago, and San Jose got their first win of the season. So yay to that. Patrick Marlowe had two goals. Yes two goals for patrick marlowe the ageless wonder good for them i guess (laughs) oh we're gonna wrap it up um once again you know be safe out there i know there's still fires going on and power outages but folks be safe you can download today's podcast or any of the previous few episodes on the locked on podcast network via apple podcast google podcast or spotify Also, please make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks, and you can follow me personally at StimpyJD. And once again, I'm going to plug the other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. That includes the Bruins. That includes the Canucks. That includes the Canadians. Plenty of teams out there for you to listen to. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, and be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. I hope to hear from you fans throughout the 2019-2020 campaign. And if you guys want to chat hockey with me, Hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore ducks, or you can email me at lockedonanaheim ducks at gmail.com. Once again, lockedonanaheimducks@gmail.com. ducks at gmail.com. I would like to eventually start a weekly mailbag show of sorts, so if you have any questions, send them my way, please. If you want me to do a deep dive on any players, let me know. For Locked On Ducks, I'm Jason Hernandez saying, Have a great weekend. I'll see you at the rink and stay safe, Anaheim.